God's right own here. fucking prototype. Too weird to live, too strange to die. That's me. <sighs> so my wife, you might know her name's Leslie. Yeah. Donated to this Kickstarter. Okay. Like, Jesus Christ. Had to be, fuck, like <laughs> eight years ago or something. And we just got the uh, benefit from <laughs> it because I guess they finally finished the thing. Okay. Uh, uh, and the thing was... A documentary about Kurt Vonnegut. <clears throat> oh, okay. Called Unstuck in Time. That this guy had been trying to make. Not trying to make. He'd been making it for like... I, 40 years? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking forever. They couldn't finish it. And then he ran out of money. So then he's asking people for money. She gave some money. It finally came out. Now, I, I'm looking at it here, and it says 2021, but we just got the advanced screener. It's got, like, her email address, like, as a watermark on it and gotcha. shit. You have to download this weird app, Cine something or other, to be able to watch it with your special code. It's pretty great. If you are into Vonnegut at all, I think you'll love it. But, like, shit, man. And then we realized that the guy who is making it, I'm going to butcher his name because it, it's got a weird pronunciation, is... Oh, here we go. I'm going to... Bob Weedy? Robert okay. B. Weedy, and it's spelled W-E-I-D-E. Weedy. Bob Weedy. Okay. Okay. Which it didn't ring a bell at all until no. they started talking about... Curb your enthusiasm during the movie, and he's the director of a lot of the episodes. He's like Mr. Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's <clears throat> interesting. So if you look at the name, Robert B. Weedy, W-E-I-D-E, I think it might start to ring a bell like, fuck yes, I've seen that right as we hear, you know, right, at the right, end of yeah. an episode. Anyway... That was kind of like, holy shit, it's that good. Now, why does he have trouble finishing a fucking movie? Like, he's a professional. He's just too close to it. And he I don't needs, think... Uh, well, he still needs the funding, man. He's a professional. He ain't doing it for free. No, no but No one wants like, to give him the money, so he went straight to the fans. But he's friends with Kurt. He's a director for <laughs> Curb, like... He's got You'd think money. he should be able to raise the money, sell this in, in, in La La in Land somewhere. In some way, somewhere, right? But Just goes to show. Not. Also, not, I think uh, he's too close to the source material because, you know, they became friends, like, right. I don't know, 30 years ago at this point. Yeah. So, like, they're just kind of hanging out. I, he's got to hand it off to somebody else. I will say, and maybe this is where his uh, curb cachet comes into play because i'm pretty sure i've heard of this movie unstuck in time yes like i've seen like you know promotion like like 
maybe like maybe not ads but maybe like youtube recommended it to me and i watched it and it was like maybe he has a trailer for the movie maybe it was his probably like, trailer then at the end he's like we're trying to get it made go to kickstarter it was like his kickstarter thing i don't know but i'm i feel like i've seen that it could be some other vonnegut material that i've seen like a different Vonnegut movie or something, but Unstuck in Time, which granted is a good, I mean, it's, it, yes, it's a Vonnegut title, right? It's like if you're making a uh, tribute band, right? <laughs> right. Like you, you come up with these titles, right? Like the Beatles tribute band called like Get Back or something like that. Sure. You sure. know, like Unstuck in Time, a tribute to Kurt Vonnegut. Makes sense. But so I guess I'm just saying maybe it wasn't this, but it does sound pretty it, familiar it's great. to me. If you love Vonnegut, I recommend you watch it if you have a chance. <clears throat> like, it doesn't really matter <laughs> how good it is, really, because there's so much footage of him that it's just wonderful. Right. All, it's, yes. But, like, tribute bands, it's like if you were doing a tribute band to the, uh, I don't know. To the Doors, like a, the, Riders on no, the Storm. No. No, no, we've seen that. That's old news. But no, something like, time. like a prominent, like New York City shipping merchant from the early nineteenth century. You might call it marinated anchovies. Okay. Yes. You know. Yes. You know, it's interesting you bring up Kurt Vonnegut because I was invoking Kurt Vonnegut just minutes ago before we started uh, recording here. He's pervasive. What, what was the context? Well, I was talking uh, I know to my her. wife. You may know her. Her name is Christine. <laughs> Who else are you going to be talking to? You know, I yeah. know you're talking to. It's about it. Yeah. The um, um, oh, So I was, in essence, invoking... Uh, I was invoking uh, Kurt Vonnegut's quote about, like, the Vietnam War... And I can't quite remember. I'm trying to remember exactly what led into it. I'm sure it was very rotten, nasty business. Well, that maybe I don't need to yeah, bring up. Let's not. But in essence, uh, you know, his quote during the Vietnam War, every respectable artist in the country was against the war. It was like a laser beam. We are all aimed in the same direction. The power of this weapon turns out to be that of a custard pie dropped from a stepladder six feet high. <laughs> A little taste of hell, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> yeah. He had a way with words, didn't he? He really did. <laughs> he did. It's he, a good thing knew. to have. Now, you've read exactly one of his works, right? Um, 1.5. Did you ever finish Sir Sirens of Titan? I never even started Sirens of Titan, did I? I don't. Oh, I did read two years ago. I was going to on that flight, but then I ended up not. But I did what read. Did, what did you do Ch instead? You watched. Well, I like, read that Marley flight. I don't remember. But on another flight, I think it was a previous flight. I had read you Rush Hour Three, probably. But you, on on a previous flight, I read Breakfast of Champions. Right, right. That's a good place to start. 
which is where we got into this. Well, okay, next Vonnegut, Deuce, Irons of Titan. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then I just didn't do it. I just ended up like, you know, I don't feel like reading. I'm just going to rest my head against the cold plastic of the fuselage and close (laughs) my eyes and just try to pretend that this experience is about to be over. I'm going to rest my my head. Crammed four in my little uh, four and a half inches away from certain death and get some <laughs> some sleep. Right. Well, they or, get or me you is can the sit fucking, there like uh, the fucking like putty. femur. Wait, a steamer? Femur. <laughs> You're traveling by fish? By boat? I'm tra- by preserved I'm tra- fish? I am traveling by a steam engine. Uh, it did take very long, but again, I didn't find it very conducive to reading. Because no, they had no seasick. electricity on the boat. Right. And I was down in the uh, steerage. The steerage, and there was pretty much no light. I couldn't read. There's no Johnny Roulets down there waltzing into the room, all cock of the block. <laughs> right. Right. There was no casino set no. up on this. Right. No, uh, no fun. No what was the What was the sticks inspired character he was going <laughs> to be? I don't remember. Ah oh, shit! Bet it all or something like that. <laughs> I, I mean, I thought it was just gonna be Johnny Roulet. Did we have a name? I think it was Johnny Roulet. I'm fucking it all up, but he, I guess it, his it was his, just gonna his be a signature crossover. song was "Winner Take All." Winner Take All. Okay, yes. Yeah. Winner Take All. Oh but no, God, it's so yeah, good. Yeah, we were, we were just gonna make a movie out of um, Jesus Christ. What, what's it called? Silken Bondage. Silken Bondage, yes. But uh, it, the music was going to be soundtracked by Styx. And it was going to be like half, like maybe rock opera-ish. Yeah, it was going to be a musical. A musical, that's, yeah. That's in essence, which the irony of you making a musical, I think, I know. shows that this is a good idea. Right. It's kind of like I'm only Nixon it. can go to China kind of thing. <laughs> right. You know? That's right. And I'm into it, you know? Mm-hmm. A new rock opera by Adam Welch. <laughs> oh, God. That would be the end of my career. <laughs> or it could be the start. You're going to be the next... Uh, well, you know, if you can secure the rights to this, you you know, you can make it. It's kind of like an underground guerrilla production. But then, you know, Dennis like DeYoung, JY, time. the gang, they're going to be like, shit, this is our ticket to... Maybe to, I could uh, get the band back together. Yeah. It's our ticket oh, to our third act right. as a band. They can get caught in it. I, I, they I, they can get caught in joke. it. I have no, no response to punctuate it, though. <laughs> I do appreciate how quick it's you the, are on the uptake and all that, man. I really do. The, in which they can. Okay. You do. Because I'm never quite sure. You do get it. I get it. Okay. All right. That's why I wanted to let you know that I got it, even though I okay. had no witty quip to shoot back at you to entertain the listener and to let you know I got it. Well, you should have said. I still just wanted to let you know I got it. So I'm just saying, hey, I get that. And I, I like it a lot. You should have said, Jesus, that's the best of quotes. Adam was here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, if you really wanted to do it. The best That's of no quotes. Is that like illusion. the best of times? Yeah. 
And Adam no, was here. Is like Kilroy was here. here. And it's leading up to then the album that came after that, Caught in the Act, which was a okay. live album gotcha. featuring one new track, Music Time. Gotcha. Which you've probably never heard. No, but, I know Music um, Time. You do know it? Vaguely. It's bad. I remember shit. it. It is like some weird little like, hey, everybody, it's music, it's music. time. Exactly. That's exactly it. Yes. Yeah. And it, Dennis is putting on that voice. Hey, everybody, it's music time. Like he's out there with his cane and his top hat. <laughs> you know, like. Oh. I mean, that's a great way to kick off a show, though. I guess. You want to let everyone wasn't. know. Hey, everybody. You've been sitting out there, standing out there, waiting for the band to come out. But now I just want to let you know, everybody, it's music except, time. Except, except, they yes, did not except. play it. They did not play it at the show. It's a studio track that they put at the front of the live album. They wanted to give, they were like, how can we put some of this live energy, get people amped up? I know. Well, we're gonna, we're have, gonna have to include track. an amp up song in person. You don't need it. People are amped up enough. <laughs> right. But they're listening uh, to this at home on their LP. Like how? Do they're we, not how sure. Do, we do it. They're not fucking sure what time it is. No. How would they know? They're like, I thought this was a spoken word performance. The tale right. of the brave rebellion. <laughs> but no, it's music time. Okay. Fuck. Good thing I know that. I just put the needle to the vinyl. I wasn't sure what the fuck was going to come out of there. It's music. But this is also one of these cases of like telling and not showing. Yeah. Which is a tricky rule to start playing around with. I do think, yeah. you know, you can play around with that rule. You could play around with it. Because well, they are playing around with it because they're telling and showing. That is one of the things I noticed I'm just going to go on a tangent here, but we were Please. in the last episode talking about Seinfeld. I was going to say you could be like Putty on the plane and just sit there and just stare forward. That's kind of what I do in general, actually. Me too. Me too. Um, which is why I didn't read Silence of Titan. I was too busy just staring <laughs> right, forward. Just staring at the back of the seat in front of you or slightly yeah. over it, I guess. The... um. Yeah, I, I see way over it. I see all the way to the yeah. front. I see the bat, the tops of the backs of everyone's head in front of me, and so see, there's it is a, a lot to look at. There's like a I'm lot looking. going on. Yeah, I, that, I take in what everyone is doing from you're the lucky. back. You're kind of lucky in that respect because for us regular folk, we're just looking at the back of the seat. Yeah, but the downside is what I was going to say before about my femur. It didn't literally oh, yeah. from the like. Start of my femur to the end, like there's, it's not enough space from the back of the seat to the back of the right. seat in front of me. Like it's literally, like it's just like yes, a bone cannot contort to fit in here. Sorry, well, no, you're just gonna yeah. have to experience massive pressure pushing in on your uh, bone the entire time. Well, and the person in front of you is gonna have to experience a knee and femur jabbing into them and think you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. Or, you know, That's they try to put the seat back. Right. <laughs> right. Just to teach you a lesson. It's like, and they're I, like, I what can't. the fuck? Why won't the seat go back? They're like standing up looking behind. <laughs> what? And they try Shaking again. Shaking it a little bit. Uh, uh, pressing uh, the button. Uh, uh, trying to force it back. Which, and it just reverberates down the rows of seats. All the way to the back of the plane every time they slam it back. Yes. 
and everybody's looking around. Everybody thinks that the person in front of them is the asshole, but no, there's a terminal asshole. Anyway, but it's not you. It's the person in front of you that's slamming on their seat that's the terminal asshole. Whatever, please, Jesus. So Seinfeld. So I'm still watching it. I've I've decided I'm just watching the whole series, or at least trying to until maybe I get bored with it. I watched four episodes last night as I was falling asleep. So did I. (laughs) There you go. And I'm also on, well, I just, I'm on season three now, but the first one that I put on, I almost skipped it, was the uh, parking garage one, just because I feel like I've seen it 12 times. Right. I'm not skipping anything. I'm just like, I'm going to just do it all. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Parking garage one. Yes, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm in season four now. I just started oh, wow. season four Shit. yesterday. Okay. Wow. Really but, flying through. Yeah. Well, I had already watched. Yeah, whatever. We don't need to get into the. Yes, I am flying through. Well, because I started watching season three and then I went back to season mm-hmm. one and two and then watched a couple episodes of season three because I started on season three, episode three, just randomly. Right. We did something similar, but it might have been like season six or something. Yeah. It's like I wasn't planning on watching it. I was just like, let me put on a random episode of Seinfeld. I'm just flipping through it. I'm like, oh, Jerry goes to visit his parents in Florida with the pen. That's I remember that. Let's watch that one. Classic. Yep. And so then I was just like, oh, shit. That one. That's right. Yeah. And I just kept watching forward through all of that until I watched like I watched like 15 or so episodes and then I was like you know what fuck it I'm just and you mentioned the jacket thing that also got me I was like well I don't even know that episode master of the house <laughs> exactly yes yes so uh anyway you, I started you back sent from me the beginning video caught up Lawrence to where I started Tierney. now skipped forward Lawrence Tierney though that video of yes him on is set. that his name Lawrence I know it was Tierney Frank yeah, Tierney Lawrence Tierney that's Lawrence Lawrence Anyway, yes. I don't think okay, you call yeah, him I think we need either. to give a shout out to Lawrence Tierney. May you're out rest there, in Lawrence. Peace. Uh, shout out to you wherever you are, Mr. Tierney. Yes. I but think yes. That's how we would call him. I'm eventually going to get to what brought me on Seinfeld, but let's okay. talk Tierney. Let's talk Tierney. Who is best known for his many screen portrayals of mobsters and tough guys, roles that mirrored his own frequent brushes with the law. (laughs) Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they did bring him on Seinfeld to play Elaine's dad. And it was fucking great. Yes. Even though it was like a relatively early episode. I think that might be the first episode of Seinfeld I'd ever tuned into, possibly. Interesting, interesting. When I watched it, when I watched it, I was like, okay, this suede jacket, Elaine's dad, I have no idea. I did not seen this one. But then when it got to the part where they end up in the hotel lobby with Lawrence Tierney, Elaine playing Alton Bennis, Elaine's dad, (laughs) I was like, oh shit, no, it just clicked in. I remember this scene. I do remember this scene. How can and you I feel it? like it was the first time I ever watched Seinfeld. Who can know? Huh? Only God. Are you there? Yeah. Oh, I'm here. Okay. That was a very weird thing that just happened to me. What happened to you? Let me turn that off. Well, the phone. I'm using Bluetooth <laughs> headphones. 
Yeah. And these Bluetooth headphones have the ability to be connected to multiple devices at once. Yeah. Apparently. So my phones just like started ringing in my ear. Like it just took over the, uh, the thing. And I was just like, wait, what? I, I, it just showed, that had never happened to me before. I get so few calls. I never really noticed it. That right. that like will happen. I gave up on my U- or Bluetooth headphones because of the lag. And I'm experiencing, experiencing some of that now with you. Yeah, I don't have any lag that I can detect with these. <clears throat> I think it depends on what Bluetooth standard you're using. You know what? It's not lag. I don't think it's lag exactly. It's more like a takeover, like an audio takeover. Like if you're talking, if we both start talking, it will silence me completely. Gotcha. Like whoever's wearing the Bluetooth headphones won't hear the other person interacting because it's just it takes over somehow. Understood. So I I get you're right. It's different than a lag. But uh, anyway. Anyway, yeah, hotel lobby. They're ordering these like Namby Pamby drinks. (laughs) Right? Is that problematic? I don't know. And he's like drinking fucking scotch or something. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's like cranberry juice with a lime. (laughs) Well, I mean, I could see why this scene will just stick in my head because that is the. I mean, that's pretty much how I see myself, and that's pretty much how I see most interactions in my life go like that interaction with George and Jerry and Alton Bennis and your tyranny in this case. No, I am. I'm, I am the Jerry or George, uh, but yes, he's super intimidating for people. who haven't seen the episode, you know, they try to make small talk or whatever, but everything he does is like super, I don't know what the word is like hyper masculine, hyper, like self-sufficient, tough guy kind of thing. I don't know. Right. Not like, yes, not like a uh, guy. uh, I don't even know what. Just a guy. He's of a different generation, man. What makes a guy? Yes, it is a generational thing, I think, for sure. Um, But anyway, I could see why it's stuck in my head. But yes, I think I do. I have a memory of seeing that. And in my memory, I even can place myself like watching it in the TV in my parents' bedroom. Like, on my huh. own. Huh. Granted, I have no idea. These memories are so unreliable. So you know, unreliable. Well, yes, but do you know what is super fucked up? What's when, that? When, <laughs> when Seinfeld first came out, it was that short run during the summer mm-hmm. of whatever, 1990. I also watched it in my parents' bedroom by myself in the, on their TV. Yeah, isn't that weird? That's fucking weird. That is weird. First, we're both talking Kurt Vonnegut, and now this? Okay. I have to figure something out here. All right. Take your time. I I'm gonna, I just have to take this call, I think. I'll do it. I'll just be over here. All right. Here we go. Let's okay. see. Hello, this is Brad. Hi. My name is... Like get these calls 
Yeah, no problem. Bye. All right, there's some riveting content. I mean, it's a nice deed. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I haven't had one of those in a long time. Like I said, I literally, I used to get them a lot. And I had a so sticky much, note. I had a sticky. Yeah. By a lot, I mean like once a month. Not sure, like, that's a lot. But it's like a lot. It's enough that I made the little sticky. So every time someone called, mm-hmm. I could just say, here it is. But, you know, I don't have that. I don't think I've gotten a call like that in a, a couple years. Hmm. But but there we go. Yeah. Well, this phone, it just kept ringing um, again and Incessant again and again. And I was just like, incessant. okay, maybe this is something I should take. Because they just like yeah. called back like six times in a row. Why aren't these fucks? <laughs> this is normal <laughs> business hours. Why aren't these fuckers? answering their goddamn phone yeah exactly yeah they're getting like the voicemail on my cell phone what does it say is it just it's, a like, generic it's just message? that standard thing like the a customer you you're trying yeah. to reach yeah. is not available right now please leave a message <laughs> like that that thing is like what they're getting imagine if it was just like a collection of classic mouth horn songs <laughs> that would be awesome reach financially <laughs> yeah because they might, they might, some might construe that as just elevator, like waiting music. Mm-hmm. You know, you're playing like Girl from Ipanema, but on Mouthhorn. Might be worth a shot. I mean, I think that's a great, a great thing to put on an outgoing message. Yeah, yeah. And it, it will uh, probably, um, it may, uh, what's the word? It may uh, discourage people from leaving messages, right? Which is good, or calling the financial aid office ever again. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten voicemails that are like, <laughs> you know, my son Billy was approved for this Pell grant, but now blah blah ache something, <laughs> and I call them back. Well, yeah, you have to. And I'm like, look, it's the wrong number. Call this people because it's just like, oh well, yeah, well, one, I have to. Because one, like I work for that organization, right. so it just right. like makes sense. I need to do yeah. that, so I shouldn't really. Yes, and um, the um, but yeah, and usually when I get these calls, it's people in distress. You know what I mean? They're like yeah, the deadline's well, tomorrow, and I still haven't gotten the six-digit code. I need you to call. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, Time shit, I gotta, shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna be like playing around with this. Well, that's like how the ceramic where it's like you know she only had a certain window of time and it's like i don't respond to all those emails but like this it was time sensitive and uh i just felt it was my duty again it's i don't it's similar i don't work for the organization but when they when the person shares my name who's on the hook for it i do feel Mm -hmm. a certain duty to respond yeah yeah there's another one that I'm a little on the fence about. I did finally reach out to the other me about this Ward Street Bridge project in New Jersey because things are getting a little hairy there. Mm. It's going to mm-hmm. cause a lot of, like for a couple of years, things are going to be all kind of fucked up with all the construction and they're rerouting things. And it's like there's community meetings and it's like it's your last chance to say yay or nay on this. And it's like, ugh fine i mean i don't i need to choose my my not battles but you know i I need to be a little discerning about how many of these i like how often i contact me 
But that one yeah. seemed again, it was time sensitive, and so I was like, "Hey, here's the here's the deal." I was like, it's oh, just thanks. like uh, Jerry with the Pakistani restaurant. <laughs> you are dude. a good guy, right? Oh, great guy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> My mom was right. Right. Exactly. Or Kramer with the uh, movie phone. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've reached. <laughs> Please press the the first two letters of the movie you want to see. Right. Beep, beep. Well, why don't you just tell me the name of the movie? <laughs> uh, but. Fuck. Uh, yeah, so anyway, I don't know. Alton Bennis. What are we yeah. talking about him? Yes, anyway, I think that Hotel was the first Lobby. episode of Seinfeld I saw. And I may not have seen the whole episode. I just tuned in to that part. Mm. And of course was instantly like, this is the greatest thing ever. Like, I've never yep. seen entertainment nope. like this before. Nope. It was mm-hmm. really at the vanguard of this whole, like, awkward situation yeah. is funny. Right. Aw- like, awkward non-comedy. It's just right. funny. Right. Let's just be awkward. That's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this Tierney, apparently, he was causing some it? problems on the set. It was a case of uh, life imitating art. Right. To some, some degree. hijinks gone slightly awry. awry. Well, I didn't even know if they were hijinks. That was kind of the issue. It's kind of unknown. Yes. <laughs> hijinks or not. Yes. Are you going to tell anybody or? Sure, I'll tell it. I just didn't know if you were going to tell it. I'll tell it. I'll tell it. You you sent it. You tell it. Frank Tierney. Frank Lawrence Tierney. Why do I call him Frank? I don't know. He looks like Frank. Frank short for Lawrence somehow? I don't think so. I don't think so. Lank? Lank. Anyway, Lawrence Tierney. He, uh. Yes. So it's this I'm watching because I was looking up info on this episode after we talked about it last time. And I was surfaced this YouTube video, this behind the scenes feature on that episode. And the cast and crew were a little concerned (laughs) with with Mr. Tierney. Uh, They used words like insane, sick, (laughs) mentally ill, um, scary, maybe scary. Yes. (laughs) intimidating frightening um apparently he had he tried to steal knives from the set like in jerry's apartment set there's like a block of knives there on his kitchen counter and he like took at least one knife and like put it in his jacket pocket and everyone knew he did it it became obvious he was the one that took them And everyone's just like, well, that's weird. You know, no one was really going to say anything. But uh, Jerry, he was, and granted, this is, I'm going to repeat, this is behind the scenes. This is not the episode, right? Mr. Jerry Seinfeld, the man, not the character he plays on TV is like, I guess is more, uh, yeah, I don't know what's in his mind, but he goes to confront him. He's like, hey, Lawrence. What's in the jacket? And then Lawrence, being caught, tries to play it off as a joke, I guess. Yeah, that's where it gets a little... I guess we can't really ascribe motives. We don't know. He's just like, oh, this? He pulls out the big knife. And then is like wielding it 
over Jerry, like like in that like in like a stabbing motion, like psycho. Like psycho, yeah. Yeah. And starts like stabbing it toward Jerry, making the psycho sound. <laughs> and he's now brandishing a weapon, approaching Jerry, like at the best pantomiming that he's going to stab him. Um but everyone was pretty pretty shocked and horrified by that and uh and uh Tom Chirones I guess that's how you say that who is uh one of the producers and he directed a lot of these episodes he was on that episode he he quipped that uh Larry David would threaten him with bringing uh Tierney back if he didn't behave himself <laughs> <laughs> And, and there was talk like the cast members, yes, were horrified, but I don't know whether it was Tom or somebody else was saying like there was he was so good, like he was very professional, obviously showed up on time, knew his lines like his performances were amazing. There was no reason why he couldn't have been like and he probably was going to be a recurring character like Jerry's right. parents or George's parents. You know, they make appearances yeah. all the time. Yeah. His performance was so good. They should. They could have redone an episode with him. It would have been excellent. But it, he was just too damn scary to bring back. And so yeah. they didn't. Would have been great. What did we miss out on? You know? Yep. Master of the house. <laughs> I don't know any other words, and I kind of want to memorize that tune from Les Mis so I can there see. There you go. The musicals are getting into you, man. They're getting in there. They're warming, They're warming their, their, their way in. Ugly You're going to be a music man before this is all done. You're going to be a regular hey, Tommy tune. Maybe it's music time. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. It just <laughs> might be music time for Adam. Oh, God. After all this time, it's here. Ah, it has finally arrived. What's your uh, uh, horoscope looking like today? Oh, I don't know. You don't know? No, oh, I don't, don't look know. at the horoscopes. Horoscope? More like a horror scope, if you know what I mean. You're Sagittarius, aren't you? I am. I am. Why don't you look it up and tell me what it says? Oh, boy. Might be surprised. Right. Like what? I just Google today's horoscope? Yeah. Like, they're all the same. Just find one that speaks to you, man. Like I, that's the- how little I know about horoscopes. Like, if you read the horoscope in, like, <laughs> the Chicago paper, is it the same in the New York paper and in the, like, Texas paper? Like, they all have the same, oh, these are astrologers, or it's all just random stuff. You're asking the big questions, and what I want you to do right now is just search today's horoscope and just pick a link. Whichever one. I'm here. All right. See what it says for you. If shopping today, you will want to buy beautiful things for yourself and loved ones. It's possible that you will attract money to you. Meanwhile, this is a restless day because your mind is flitting from subject to subject. This is why you might be impulsive and a bit excited. Is your mind flitting from subject to subject? I mean, it is. It definitely is today. I will say that. I mean, granted, I feel that's how most people are most days. Well, that's what you would think. Mine is not that way today at all. Yeah. My mind is not flitting from subject to subject. Yesterday it was, not today. 
Listen, man, you're the one that wanted to talk horoscopes, so I'm just trying to trying oh, to bring you in. Got you. This was my topic. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm with you now. Jesus Christ. I did all that work, and it's like, I was hoping you'd get there. Sorry, <laughs> you're man. The, you're <laughs> the one that wanted right. to be here at the station. Horoscopes. I'm, yeah. I, I well, drive to your house. I knock on the door. <laughs> I take you out in my car. I drive you to the station. I walk you to the front door. I open the door. I come in after you. We're here at the station. And you're like, what are we doing? Where are we going? What is occurring? We're here. Lay it on me. Well, horoscopes. <laughs> so um, smooth. I think. Uh, well, I read my horoscope. <laughs> maybe it was accurate or maybe it's just a trick. Yeah. I don't know a lot about horoscopes, but to answer your question. Different publications have different people who, you know, write out the horoscopes. So I think they could all be a little different. Like, well, how do you get that job? How do they qualify you for that? I don't It's know. like, hey, you've done a great job writing horoscopes Work. or no, for this you've little You've done a great paper. job working the sports beat, you know? And it's like, like, you know what? Enough of the sports. You know what you'd be great at? horoscopes i don't like know how do you break know, into that how do you get evaluated they're like jan your horoscopes just have not been too accurate lately i don't know how you do know, you get straighten fired? up I, I i don't know it's curious. what's the mid-year review like <laughs> <laughs> i don't know you tell me listen jan please don't <laughs> mention ISIS in any more of your horoscopes. You do not <laughs> in any situation <laughs> gotta hand it to them. <laughs> yes. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is interesting like horoscopes seem to be enjoying a huge renaissance these days. They do. And do I don't fully that? understand it. I think it is interesting, and I wonder if anyone understands it. Like, I see that a lot on social media. Like, people will post, like, some meme, and it'll be a picture of something. You know, like a cat falling into a bowl of spaghetti sauce. Uh -huh. And the caption will be like, you know, whatever. Capricorn while Venus is in retrograde. Am I right? Uh -huh. Right, right. And right. it's just like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't get it. Well, they and well, the thing is, they'll have multiples. That's what makes it. And I'm just fascinated by it. I'm not dissing anyone that's into that. I'm not dissing it either. I, I just think it's either. interesting. I guess just being on the outside of something that right. seems such a cultural phenomenon, <clears throat> you know, among the people that came after us, like, like they, like yeah, it's like oh, here's you know, it's like Deep Space Nine characters. And it's like Sagittarius, and here's like some Cisco with some weird subtitle doing something weird. And it's like Capricorn, and it's Odo like melting into his pot. <laughs> like, you know, Which then it's of like. All, you would think you would get that. Like, that would be the thing that would be like, oh, I finally understand. I, yeah, but I only now. have half of it. Like, it makes, right. it makes it even more harder to follow. Right. It's like, yeah, that's like. Right. It's like Odo that says Capricorn. Then it's like, you know. A picture of Odo melting into his bucket with like Quark looking on disapprovingly and it's like 
Capricorn while Mercury is in retrograde. <laughs> and it's like actually, okay. I kind of get that. I know you just made it up, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, kind of get that. So but what's the, next the, on my list? What's the next well, topic? What you just wanted yeah, we to have mention? We to dole these out slowly because we are we are running a little long. I think you just wanted to mention how horoscopes were having a comeback. Is that all you? Or how you didn't understand them? You didn't understand astrology in general. I don't understand astrology. Horoscopes are making a comeback. That horoscope I read is strangely accurate, but dead men tell no tales. You're not going to mention. You can't say. We can move on. You won't say. Are you going shopping today? No. Are you going to? Okay. I wasn't planning. I guess I should listen to the horoscope and go shopping. And but not just buy for you. expensive items because that will attract money to me. Yes, not just for you, for your right. family also. Yes. Now, you did know that you were a Sagittarius, though. That that was your sign, right? Well, I looked up Sagittarius. That was the Sagittarius horoscope, yeah. But I told you you were a Sagittarius. Did you know that? Would you have been, I did know that. What's your sign? Okay. I know that I'm a Sagittarius, yes. All right. I know that I'm a Capricorn. Yes. As they say, I'm kind of on the cusp. Here. Then you get Here do you want to hear your horoscope business. according to you, the same lady? Absolutely, yes. Your yeah. words are so charming today that you can <laughs> persuade anyone to agree with you. You are so reasonable! Exclamation point. Keep an eye on financial matters as well as your own money and possessions because things are unpredictable when it comes to your assets today, stay sharp. <laughs> All right. Okay. Reasonable. Now that's not <laughs> that's not an indictment that's been leveraged at me <laughs> too frequently. <laughs> but uh I don't know. All right. Every once in a while. Guess I'll check uh, Robin Hood, see what's up. <laughs> so just What's for a next on your list, you said? Okay, all right. Well, go no, ahead. no. Before we go next on the list, I just want to okay. close the loop on this Seinfeld thing. The whole reason I brought it up. All right, good. Was not the throwback to the tyranny situation. Okay. I'm happy we covered that ground. Yeah, it's a great one. We'll post it was the, about the, the show and not tell. Because watching it now, older, analyzing uh-huh. it more, uh-huh. looking at it as it fits into television history now with the benefit of 30 years of hindsight. I just have noticed that they do a lot, and I think it's actually ingenious. A lot of uh, telling and not showing, but in an interesting way, in a fun way, because like most of the show, like you don't see the thing that happens. It's just Jerry or George or Elaine relaying that information to the other members of their little gang and analyzing it. I think that's an interesting innovation. That's all. Somehow going back in time, but everything old new again in the 90s and now right. in the 2020s. Hmm. That's all. That's an interesting observation. Yeah. I'm going to keep it's that like, in mind as I continue through the canon. <clears throat> yeah. It's like George is like, I got to go to the bank today. They sent me this overdraft fee and I'm not going to pay it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go down there, give him a piece of my mind. Then it's like next scene. George comes back to the party. It's like, well, did you tell the bank? Yes. And they, well, you know what I mean? It's just them right, right. 
relaying. The, I mean, granted, you do see things that happen, yeah, you see or sometimes things, but... they show a little bit of something, and then like, what was the outcome of that? Right, Elaine dropped the milkshake on her boss, and they show that, and then, but to find out the aftermath or what happened or what the boss says, you have to like wait to hear her tell Jerry the story. Right. You know, well, how'd it go with your boss and the milkshake? Jerry, have you heard of Siberia or whatever? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's it's I guess it's kind of just like all four of them are just doing kind of spoken word comedy routines. <laughs> right. It's just a chance to a, a chance to showcase that. You know what I mean? It's like Jerry's stand up bit just done between four friends. Except Jerry would never, ever allow any improv. I think that I was, is true. Because then I went on to watching Norm Macdonald clips, as you do, and uh, Jerry was <laughs> Jerry was on it. That's probably why I got fed this shit. And then they were talking about difference between Curb and Seinfeld and how some of Curb, like, they know what a scene's about, but, like, the actors have a little bit of leeway to, like, you know, right. do a little improv and sort of flex their flex their improv chops a little bit and on Seinfeld not at all everything was scripted down to the to the T right right well there I yeah. mean you know I think they're both valid ways of creating absolutely art. I'm yeah I'm not Without saying one's better than the yeah. other it's whatever works for you they both obviously work ah norm <laughs> I've been <laughs> I've been wanting to ask this I've really been chomping at the bits to ask you this question all week where do you come up with your ideas <laughs> yes oh man oh god shit norm and super dave both gone yep it's a cruel world well you know what they say brad time is the fire in which we burn <laughs> 